Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. May 11th. And first, I want to give a shout out to a good friend of mine. Today is her birthday. If we weren't experiencing all of this distancing, and if I had a working vehicle, we would have gone for another walk, you know, maybe go get some ice cream because it is her birthday. And um, a couple years ago for her birthday, she wanted to jump out of an airplane. And I said, I won't, but she could if she wanted to. And, you know, she did. And it was an experience. I think we had street tacos after. So I wanted to wish her a very happy birthday. You know, we've gone to the beach. We've gone to the bar, you know. The last time we hung out was recently we went for a walk, you know, six feet apart. Um, so, yeah, I want to wish her a happy birthday, you know, just an amazing friend. And, um, yeah, May the 11th. Um, so I need the rain and it rained a little bit earlier. And... Um, I had kind of an issue this morning, but, you know, I think it was because I ate poorly yesterday. At first, I thought it was because I worked out too much Um, because, you know, I want to get back into the lifting and all that and re-sculpting myself. But I have this thing, you know, this glucose and got to check it. And yeah. And today we had in and out and I was going to have a regular burger and I thought no I better have the protein you know so it's like Betty Davis giving up cigarettes remember that she had the stroke breast cancer you know mastectomy I can't even say it I'm sorry I'm so tired and I remember Barbara Walters was interviewing her Barbara Walters always asked kind of shitty questions but you know she says poor Betty Davis but I wouldn't say poor Betty Davis Betty Davis was tough she was a tough motherfucker you know and I don't mean that in disrespect but come on she even talked like that off the set but not in movies and Barbara Walters says you still smoke yes I do but I smoke a different kind of cigarette I did succeed that succeed that yeah and, you know, she, uh, I think because people had always seen her on screen smoking, you know? Yeah. Bad habit right there. Bad habit. I know a lot of people that smoke. And when they smoke around me, I try to sit six feet away or more, you know, because I do know about secondhand smoke. Come on. Come on. You can't tell people to not smoke. Or, oh, do you think I should quit? Only you know if you should quit. Okay? I asked my grandfather once about how he quit, and he told me. And then they had to get my grandmother to quit, you know? I'm going to pause because the bittersweet thing about that is she did quit. But it eventually killed her. My grandfather's still alive. Um, My grandmother, it's hard to say. She got sick around 
right after the summer 20 years ago so it's still oh my god it's still fresh in my mind it's still very fresh you know it was tough um I mean you want to talk about someone who was tough that's that's why she loved Betty Davis oh my god and Joan Crawford (laughs) it was funny I asked her once because you know there was that stuff about Joan Crawford and Christina Crawford and Mommy Dearest and my grandmother said I don't care what she did to that damn kid she was a damn good actress I thought alright damn it yeah she liked to say damn um but when it comes to smoking when friends tell me and I'm like hey and I, I just tell them the story and I say look look I watched someone die from that. It was probably the most disturbing thing I've ever witnessed. To watch someone that quickly just let go. And that's all due to cigarettes. That's all due to cigarettes. And I remember she got really sick one year for toward Christmas time she had um, uh, pneumonia and then she came home and um, yeah I'm not going to cry because you know what I'll never forget you know I was not raised religious I don't know how this turned into grandma's podcast but anyway um wasn't raised religious, but all I'm, I'm going to tell you, when we had that rosary, I was so pissed at God. Oh, I remember looking at the virgin statue and going, saying some things that I can't repeat. In my head, I was saying it. In my head, I was saying it. I just thought, oh, I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed. And I've never cried like that before in my life. My father's mother, I'll never forget, she was at the rosary and I said bye to her and and I thought, well, I just have grandma left now. And and then she died. That was tough. Now she died really quick. My mother's mother was diagnosed in late September of 2000, died in February of 2001. My father's mother, I'll never forget, I saw her at Thanksgiving. She seemed fine. And then one day he says to me, I, I was driving the family vehicle. He says, can you go take this wheelchair to grandma? Okay. Totally different. It was so quick. Christmas time. It was obvious. That was the last Christmas. It's strange to spend Christmas twice the last Christmases with both grandmothers the first one was in 2000 the second one was in 2013 isn't that eerie and um, my grandmother both of them were very religious my uh, grandmother died on January 6th in you know Mexican Christmas Santa Reyes And some people assumed that she died on that day for a different reason. 
And uh, my father said to us, no, because she was very religious. And she held out for that day. So, you know, they're both a part of me. It's, it's very strange, you know. Both, both characters. That's why it always pissed me off that people were like, oh, you loved one more than the other. No, 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 no. You gotta have equal shares of both. Oh my god. You know. And also, I mean, you know, I have my my mother's mother's teeth, the jaw and everything. That that Portuguese the Portuguese teeth. And then my father's mother, I have the eyes. Her eyes are dominant. I mean in our family, there are so many of the cousins. Uh, we we have her eyes. It's a trait, you know. It's a family trait. Although I think with me, I have a little bit of hers, but I also have the other side of the family, the Mexican side, you know, because there's the two sides. You know, I'm not going to say the names because I said on this show we don't say names on here. I don't know how this turned into this. You know, I just go from one thing to another. As my friend of shit happens when you party naked says this show is 500% you. And that's true. Yes. You know, it's autobiographical at times. You know who was not really autobiographical? But oh my God, he loved words. And tomorrow would have been his birthday. And I loved him because he was such a truth teller. He pissed people off. And I recently finished, well, a couple months ago, I think either March or April, I finished a Carlin Home Companion audiobook read by Kelly Carlin McCall. And I got to tell you, I loved him even more after reading that. Kelly, you really... You showed us a side of your father that a lot of us didn't know and how much he loved you and how the legacy of both of your parents is inside you. And it was just, it was, it was truly a privilege to listen to it. I mean, I read it, but to listen to it, to hear someone who was basically, you know, that that was your life that was your life and what a genius your family you are a family of geniuses the three musketeers and I love how you just preserve your father's legacy because you tell the truth about him you know um when or in in the book where she talks about he confronted her about her talking about growing up and he felt betrayed because she didn't go to him first and um then he he kind of understood and it's such a beautiful portrait of a father and a daughter and their closeness 
and her mother. I mean, oh my, it kind of makes me a little verklempt that she had that much love for her father. You know, she'd seen all possible sides of her father. Her father was not a perfect man. But oh my God, he was a truth teller. And Kelly, so are you. You know, our parents, we take their legacy. We are their legacy, you know. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting. So Dr. Z's podcast tomorrow, we're going to have the real celebration for George Carlin. Um, my cousin met him a couple of times. You know, and George was not always on. That's the thing. You know, unless he was on the stage, he was in motion. He was going. That's that's it right there. But off stage, his daughter said he was very, very calm, very reflective. You know, he he knew, okay, this is what I do on stage, and then off stage, I'm me. Yeah, I relate to that. There are certain times where you have a party and you're on, and I have to turn on the the character, you know, the energy, and then you get, and then everyone leaves, and you're like, Psh. ah. I found this really great picture. I I think many of you've seen it, and this, I don't know if this is my first time seeing it. And the woman almost reminds me of um, Viola, not Viola Davis. Um, uh, sometimes my brain is like Phew. Octavia Spencer the help um, uh, Hidden Figures so many great films she's such a great actress I think she could play Louisa Jenkins the first woman to wish a motherfucker would it is this wonderful photo of this woman and she's got a cigarette in her mouth and her just her expression and these two police officers with their guns. Like they're probably telling her she can't smoke. And and it truly is to wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> I just love her expression. And Octavia Spencer could play her. I see I immediately see that and I think of you know that and Mom's Mabley. Yeah. If you don't know who Moms Mabley is, Google her. She was hilarious. She was before my time, but I researched her. My my parents told me how funny Moms Mabley was, how funny she was. And well, my friends, as always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>